Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The share it with a friend deal, even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's, your rules. Live your best morning with BOGO breakfast sandwiches only on the McDonald's app. Now buy one bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles or sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and get a second one free. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're at the House of Culture in Salt Lake City for All-Star Weekend 2023. I'm Charles Beloved, this is Pop Law, and this is your lovely host, Desiree Talley. Let's give it up for Dan. Thank you, Charles. Welcome to Pop Law Podcast. I'm your host, Desiree, and I'm still not your attorney. Pop Law is presented to you by Revolt Podcast Network. We're back with a new sound, same show, and all things pop culture and law. Pop Law is recording at the House of Culture, curated by White Room Global. This is a very special episode coming to you at the 2023 All-Star Weekend in Salt Lake City. And I'm joined by the legendary 1500 or Nothing band. The band is known for creating hits for Rihanna, Bruno Mars, Jay-Z, Queen B, and they recently performed for Beyonce. <laughs> Come on now, in Dubai. Oh no, that's different. And they recently performed with DJ Khaled at the Grammy Awards. For God did. Everybody give it up again for 1500 And of course, on a bar, we got Charles. But love it. Come on, we here. What's up, Dance? Curator. I saw you pull up in the Bentley, though, too. You, you ain't low. You see me. Thank you to our sponsors <laughs> over there at Bentley. They got us riding around looking good all weekend, okay? Charles, we turning up for R&B house party, right? Absolutely, yeah. We here. We going crazy. We at All-Star Weekend. Come Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Y'all know a little something about R&B. And, of course, our very special guest, Mr. Baron Davis. Woo! Everybody. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Baron Davis is a two-time NBA All-Star player, entrepreneur, investor, businessman, and master connector. We will be discussing building black wealth. So, Baron, I have a little story to tell you that I haven't told you, so I'm going to share it with you for the first time. (laughs) So, obviously, I'm from the Bay. I'm a Warriors fan. I grew Mm -hmm. up watching you. And when I moved to New York, my very first game at Madison Square Garden I went to go see you play for the Knicks, and I was literally right there when you got injured. I was so devastated. And that was my last Knicks game, the last (laughs) time I went to Madison Square Garden. But, you know, this is definitely a full circle moment to have you here on Pop Law for Thank you for having me. This is a dope show. You got the legends, the L.A. legends back here in 1500 and nothing. I mean, what better place to be, you know, here with you, All-Star Weekend, kicking it off. Thank you. So before we get into the topic, more money, mm-hmm. more problems, Uh-oh. I'm going to ask you some rapid-fire questions. Caramel or caramel? Neither one. 
<laughs> neither <laughs> one. What do you think, neither Charles? This calm will be Diddy. Come on, man. Oh, I don't like him either. I don't like neither <laughs> one. It's the same. It's, it's spelled the same way. It is. Yeah. Pronounced differently from where you're from. Uh, it depends on uh, if it's a piece of candy or if it's a poor, right? Yes. Old school or new school? Old school. East or west? West side, you already know. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so T. Who, Brian? Believe that. Hey. <laughs> Believe that. We are right, from the west on. here. Come on. We from the west, as always. So, Team LeBron or Team Giannis? Team LeBron usually of wins. Course. Yeah, yeah, they haven't won like the side. last five, five times. All right, this might get a little bit harder. I need your real answers. Okay. Your top three basketball players of all time. Ooh, that's super tough. I mean, there's five people on the team. Why don't we get three? You only get three. <laughs> the greatest uh, of all time. I mean, I would say for me. Okay. For me, um, I would say come first to mind is Magic Johnson. Okay. Growing up in LA, uh, I would say Kobe Bryant. Yes. You know, and then uh, I would say there's a tie between Bill Russell and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm. Uh, just for overall what Kareem did yeah. uh, for LA, yes. right? But Bill Russell, you know, for who he is and how we must honor him for everything that he went through. So. Yeah. You know, to not put Bill Russell in any top three, I think he transcends, you know, basketball, he transcends culture, he transcends politics. So he's just automatically legendary. He should yeah. be in there automatically. So those would be my top three, three, four. I mean, I can't argue with that. I think it's a great list. What do you think, Charles? I thought I was going to argue, but I can't argue with that. I know. <laughs> and he brought the historical context. <laughs> you get a pass, me, Diddy. I'm with it. All right. So you know the saying, rappers want to be athletes and athletes want to be rappers. With you pursuing a music career <laughs> and it being the 50 years of hip hop, who are your top five rap artists, dead or alive? Uh, Tupac, Biggie, uh, you gotta put Jay-Z, okay. Snoop, yeah. and Lil Wayne. I ain't mad at that either. Nah, that was good. That was solid. All right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you are pursuing music. Yeah. You go rap for us? Uh, I, I can always rap. I mean, 1500. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Hey, hold on. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about my rap career. If you're talking to Baron Davis, Baron Davis is not the rapper. I created the character Bart Oatmeal. So Bart O'Mill is the rapper. So okay, I would Bart. have to go call him and he would have to show up on Pop Law, which I don't think would all be right. a good idea. <laughs> we you know what I mean? Okay, the nature of the show, you know, the things that he may spontaneously say in a freestyle, I would not want the sponsor or the sponsored <laughs> network to be mad at Bart. The last time Bart O'Mill showed up, uh, there was a fire alarm at Sirius Radio <laughs> and the ambulance came in. So, you know, we want to keep Bart, uh, we want to keep Bart, Steve, I think he's still on the plane. I think. <laughs> well, we are authentically. <laughs> if I start rapping, I'm going to start, you know, tearing shit up around here. <laughs> we are authentically black on this show. I ain't going to make you rap, but I want Bart to be answering these questions too. Good. Okay. Good. All, right. All right. Let me go call him. <laughs> 
So, to frame this episode's discussion on building black wealth, we got to start this conversation by exploring why so many athletes go broke when they retire. For starters, we know every time we get money, what do people say? Black people say. Get a uh, crib for your mama. Yeah, you, gotta, buy, you I mean, you got to take care of your family. Yeah. You got to take care of, you know, Got to get that. a crib for the mama, get my family out the hood buy cars, jewelry, all that. So this mentality is shared by rappers, athletes, business people alike, and it's highly debated in our community. And it makes you wonder, has this concept of survivor's remorse been so ingrained in our culture that we burden ourselves and cripple our communities to the point that black wealth does not expand beyond that one person? So my question for you, Baron, is have you ever experienced survivor's remorse? Absolutely. I think that uh, survivor's remorse is uh, it's a system thing, right? Uh, when we think about, you know, what is success in America and then what is black success in America, that's two different levels of success. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so when you think about what's black wealth and what's American wealth, there's two different levels of wealth, two different levels of information. And for us, the, you know, the journey or the American dream is to go from nothing to something, right? And to make it, you know, make it for yourself. But what we always say is we want to go back and take care of the hood, take care of our family, buy mama house, buy, you know, we're, we're basically the same money we're getting, we're giving it away. Yeah. Really, to me, creates a dependency. Mm hmm that you're handicapping the people around you. Right. And I would say like, for me, I bought my grandma, like I bought my grandma a house uh, in like Porter Ranch, uh, you know, million dollar house, gated, you know, uh, little bunnies and rabbits, you know, on the hills, you know, it was nice. It was like something that, you know, I was like, damn, I would, you know, something that I would want to live in. And went to the season, when I came back to visit her, she was like, I want to go home come here. She called me in the room, cleared the room out and said, I want to go home. And I was like, you don't like this? She was like, yeah, it's cool, but it's not mine. Right. I want to go home. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not feeling good. This is, this don't make me feel good. And what I realized was she owned her home. Mm. She wanted to be in her setting and her environment. And my grandmother used to always tell me, don't give these fools none of your money, save your money. You know what I mean? Because ultimately, you're, if you're not employing somebody, you're handicapping them. If you loan somebody some money and they don't pay you back, you lose double. All right. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? 
head over to amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. You know what I mean? And if you're taking care of somebody, right, and they're complaining or calling you or bothering you, yes. you know what I mean? You're handicapping yourself and handicapping them. So I think what we're not doing is we're not enabling mm -hmm. our community. You know what I mean? We're not enabling the small business. We're not enabling the information that we receive because all that shit is new too. Like you get your MBA check, they don't give you no information with that. Yeah. So like, how can you enable information so it trickles down to the family so you actually have real family wealth or you can build real family wealth? Like who's insured in the family? Right. Mm -hmm. um, who has who has a job? Right. Who right. doesn't have a job? Who needs a job? Right. And so how do you supply that without being the person that's carrying the burden? Because mm -hmm. once you carry that bag, you're going to have to pretty much carry that bag for your entire career. Right. Yeah. And once you do that, your entire career, when it's time for you to sit back and enjoy your work and your hard work and your success, like, was it worth it? Yeah. Was the headache, was the dependency, was the arguing, was the yeah. misses, was the losses, right? And then when you look up, like, who made it? Yeah. It's a simple trick. It's like, hey, I give somebody in my family, you know, money. They go buy somebody something for Valentine's Day. <laughs> 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 you know, you know, they look good. Yeah. I lose. They lose. Somebody else's. You know, so it, it just creates a chain of, you know, uh, I would say like a disappearance of like wealth yeah. and value, right? right? And so we don't honor like the things that will make us wealthy and build longevity. We want to show, yeah. right, that we're successful. Do you find yourself wishing you had more energy, healthier habits, or fun family activities? At the YMCA, you can find your passion, find family fun, and find your happy place, all while supporting your community. Join the Y in March with a $0 enrollment fee and enjoy motivating group exercise classes, heated pools, pickleball, and so much more. Visit YMCADC.org to learn more and to find your nearest Y in D.C., Maryland, or Virginia today. Do you find yourself wishing you had more energy, healthier habits, or fun family activities? At the YMCA, you can find your passion, find family fun, and find your happy place, all while supporting your community. Join the Y in March with a $0 enrollment fee and enjoy motivating group exercise classes, heated pools, pickleball, and so much more. Visit YMCADC.org to learn more and to find your nearest Y in D.C., Maryland, or Virginia today. And so you mentioned employing people. Can that also be a liability? Yeah, if they're, if they're not working. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, if you think about it, if you're taking care of somebody and they're not working for you, hiring somebody to take care of the family and manage the family, that's, that's a good job. Like, yeah. that's a good job for someone to have. That's somebody that you can depend on, they can depend on you and everybody else. But I think that when you do employ people, you just have to make sure you're getting double the value. Right. How hard is this person working? What are they benefiting from it? What are you benefiting from it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or what is your money going to do in order for that to happen? So, you know, and we're in a more modern age of athletes and investors and people building businesses. I just think the foundational footprint is like, can you invest in someone and then they spend 
the money that you're investing in them, making you and making your business greater. So if they aren't investing the money properly and they're not doing the work, but they're a family member and you have to buy, pay for somebody else to do it, cut them off. Cut them off. And do you ever feel guilty about that? Not saying you particularly, yeah, but is sure. there guilt? All, I mean, we all feel guilty, right? Yeah. Because it's like the people we love and the people we care about, the people we want to see successful. But, you know, if you waste two years of trying to get somebody to be successful and it's not creating success for you on the back end, and you could have given that uh, investment or hired somebody to actually grow your capacity, then guess what? that person that you were taking care of could have probably lived off the interest, you <laughs> right, know what I mean? Yeah. And learned on and learn on the way in two years and not cost you. And so it's just really thinking about, you know, there is a time and a place and then where is your time and place, you know, as you're coming into, you know, new money, right? Mm -hmm. Because everything that you're coming into, like, shit, you want to spend on yourself. Right. You want to spend and do things. And so you just got to start thinking about who are you saving for? What are you saving for? And then why are you giving money to someone yeah. if it if it doesn't fit your need or serve your purpose? And how easy is it to cut someone off that is close to you? See, I don't think it's called cutting people off. I just think that if you establish like a no process, right? You don't have to cut somebody off. You can always be accessible, right? You can always give information. You can always enable, right? You can always help somebody if they need financial help, right? But if you have to cut somebody off, right? That means they're draining, <laughs> that means they're draining, right? You gotta cut off the light bill. If it's running up, they running up your light bill. You, you gotta cut it Charles? off. You got I'm all them kids you know over I mean? here. I'm listening, we're going somewhere now. <laughs> so it's like when you talk about cutting stuff off, it's usually because people are draining you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you establish you know, a foundation, then you can always give people water, you right. know what I mean? Or give people energy, electricity, things like that. But if they're constantly taken and you have to foot the bill, right? And they don't have to pay any bills, right? And they're not doing anything for you, right? then I don't think that's just the right exchange, yeah. right? Because even on the community side, you gotta think, you gotta go better your life. Yeah. Right. You got to go prove you got to go earn. Now, there's not a lot of opportunities. Right. But if there are opportunities or not a lot of opportunities, there means there's more problems to be solved. Yeah. So if this person can take what they're making and help solve some of those problems with these people help, then I think that's where, you know, like the perfect accountability, the perfect marriage, the perfect relationship between, you know, new money, family, community. Right. Because everybody wants to go back to their hood and do well. Right. Right. But you have, if you have one millionaire, right, then that's your one chance to grow 10 or four or 15 or 16. Yep. Right. But if you drain that millionaire and no Caesar planet, right, no problems are solved or fixed, right, then he becomes someone that is not touchable. You know what I mean? They don't, the kids don't have access to them and someone who, and information is cut. Yeah. And so a lot of times we want the monetary value, but we don't necessarily want the information. And the information is what 
it holds the most value. Absolutely. And we are trying to share this information on Pop Law today and motivate people who may have a roster or entourages of people. And we're not saying cut them off, provide them the information. And if they are just draining you, they are a liability at this yeah. point. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. That just reminds me of reading a story about Antoine Walker and he had 70 people on his payroll and wanted to follow the lifestyle of rappers and was just spending all of this money and ended up filing for bankruptcy and had nothing. So I see him doing a similar mission of telling people not to make the same mistakes that he has made when he was playing in his career. Yeah. And, you know, I would say for like, you know, watching dudes like that, you know, I, I, I would be in the gym with these dudes and there's levels. Yeah. Even though you have the money, you can do whatever you want. You know what I mean? But you can't do what he does. You know yeah. what I mean? As black people, we are the most competitive people with our money. Right. Oh, I got this. I got this. Ooh, look at that. Look, you got like that's how we identify. How we even do business and relate to people by what they have. Yeah. Right. Once we remove the competition. Then you have community, you have collaboration, right? Yeah. And the information creates the value, right? And so if there's no competition and you're not competing, everybody gets a, play, a chance to exist yeah. and be dominant in their space. Right. So how did you avoid that trap of not being in competition with people in the locker room? I used to intern for my agent. Oh, okay. So I became my own agent. So when mm -hmm. I first signed with my agent, I used to intern. So I would just go to his office every day and I started reading everybody's contract. Come on now. Y'all know I love contracts. <laughs> I love I love a good NBA contract. That's how I learned like uh, contracts and understanding negotiation. I just go sit in his office and he'd be negotiating like big deal, Reggie Miller deal, Trace Grady deal. And I would just sit and I would just really soak up game. And so when I would read contracts, like when I got drafted, I knew what everybody in the draft made. I knew what they made the first year, what they would make the third year, what they could <laughs> sign for, you yeah. know. And so when we went to rookie transition after we got drafted, everybody showed up and they was like, I was like, damn, I need to like, <laughs> I ain't got no ice. I, you know what I mean? Like we were there for classes. <laughs> we were there for classes, bro. Literally just for classes, but everybody was like, you know, decked out and sharp. And I was, and you know, I'm from LA. So like jewelry ain't, ain't something you, yeah. you, you just going to go buy in LA. Like you asking to get robbed. Um, <laughs> so I just showed up like, you know, like kind of normal. And I was jealous, like, damn, like these dudes got pieces. They spending their money, you know? And then I started realizing, all right, I'm the third pick in the draft. So there's only two other people that make more money than me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Elton Brand, he ain't got no jewelry. Steve Francis, you know, Steve can do what he want, right? But everybody else who got chains and Rolexes and, you know what I mean, talking about what they got, man, they ain't going to make it. Then you go in the locker room, you see everybody on your team, you're like, damn, so-and-so makes $6 million, but he got 12 Range Rovers. You know what right. I mean? Like, or six, six, eight cars, SUVs, land, property. And it's like, oh, yeah, that shit look cool. And then you got somebody like Eldon Campbell who's like, yo, I just bought this piece of property. And then the next year, you're like, man, it just doubled. And the next year, I'm like, man, you better sell that shit. He was like, nah, I just tripled. I'm like, man, man you better on. sell it. But yeah. he bought property in Palace Verdes. Yeah. And so I used to sit next to him on the plane and just soak up, you know what I mean, game from him. 
But when you're looking at people's contract and you see how they're spending, you start to learn, like, when I do get mine, right, I'm not going to spend nothing from this first contract. But when I do get my next one, I know what I am going to spend on in order to build my brand. And being my own agent, I had to more so spend on myself, Mm -hmm. right, Uh, because I had to spend money on me to go get a deal, right, to go have somebody represent me, to you know, just to, like, make it seem like I had a whole agency or like I was represented by someone to like outside brands, you know? Yeah, I really love that. And you talk about education and information and reading those contracts are so important. So when I was in private practice, before I took on a client, I told them in order for you to work with me, you have to be willing to learn. You have to read this contract because I'm not always going to be there. I want to set you up for success in the future. And if you don't ask me any questions, then I'm not taking you on. I will put intentional mistakes in the contract, like a comma or a typo. But if you read it, you You would have caught it and you would know. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Because again, I'm not always going to be there and you want to be prepared for any type of contract Mm -hmm. that you sign. So that's extremely important that you're doing that. Yeah, and then it's like, you don't even need to know how to read everything, yeah. right? You just need to know how to read what you know and then ask questions because yeah. there's there's nothing wrong with a bunch of questions, yeah. right? Ask questions so it makes sense in your space. Yeah. The reason why I'm here for Business Inside the Game because I say I got my MBA from the NBA and I started Business Inside the Game because it was like I can learn everything I need to know through basketball. Right. And so the NBA and basketball is going to teach me to read a contract, to teach me to invest, right? Because I'll know because it, it's literally right in front of my face. Yeah. Everything that I'm doing, contributing to and contributing to me, I just need to ask questions to right. figure out how to get there. And so that you talked about business inside the uh, game, that's big, your company. Are you using that company as the resource to educate other players? Yeah, I think for big, it was uh, the thought was like, can we build community collectives and have collective insight around entrepreneurs, investments and solving problems? And what I'm seeing now with athletes, you got athletes investing, starting their own funds, musicians, Right. And people want to people are experts in their space. And I think for a long time, we've never we've always talked about how much money someone loses, how they go broke, you know, but we've never talked about the guys who have been extremely successful. Right. And so business inside the game is to reverse that narrative and take the successful you know, entrepreneurs, the successful athletes, put them on stage so the young kids can get the knowledge, the insight early and say, yo, I want to be like Junior Bridgman. You know, I want to be like a Grant Hill, Mm -hmm. right? I want to own a team like Michael Jordan, or I want to raise a billion dollar fund like Meta World Peace, right? Um, And how is he doing it? And Mm -hmm. so for big, it's really like taking the insight, taking what you learn and then translating that into your own expertise yeah and then finding a group of people that can share in that expertise where you get to level up and be a part of an ecosystem that you'll benefit from 
And what drives your mission to make sure athletes in the black community, they are protected and, and they know about entrepreneurship and investing? Well, I mean, one, I'm an athlete and I feel like I relate to a lot of them because I was like one of the first people to step out there and just kind of like take this journey of like just kind of finding what works. I think for athletes, we come into a lot of money early. We're super young. We have great ideas. We meet incredible people. We're always networking or networked. Yeah. Right. We know brands. And so we're at the epicenter of culture, we're at the epicenter of investments, we're at the epicenter of events, right, and corporate brands. If we can figure out a way for us as black men in the NBA, right, black women in the WNBA to create a pipeline of investing and planting seeds into our community, right, right, collectively, not through competition, but making the competition about how can we collectively see this entrepreneur become successful. Yeah. For me, that's what big is, right? It's like, how can we build ecosystems and ecosystems and wealth upon wealth? And now that athlete who goes back home and go back to his hood, <laughs> right? You got a thousand kids yeah. showing up because 48 of them are gonna be incredible entrepreneurs, C-suites, investors, right? And they're gonna be able to come back to their neighborhood, own their neighborhood and watch that change. You picking up these gems, Charles? Man, I'm sitting over here, I'm mesmerized. BD, I know you were gonna come this deep with us today. Yeah, that's why I couldn't rap, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you love Bart <laughs> That's why Bart Oatmeal is not here, trust me, it have been different. <laughs> so with social media picking up and a lot of people making money through social media and athletes, what are some tools that they can use to make sure they're using that brand, that sponsorship money and their likeness to their advantage as well? Well, I think now you have your own channel, mm -hmm. right? And so your ideas, who your brand is, what you want to say, the statements you want to make, the people that you want to represent you, you have the power in your hand. Whatever personality you want to convey, whatever brand you want to attract, I mean, you can literally just follow them and hit right. them up, right? And create things to build that, you know, direct relationship with your fans, direct relationship, you know, to a brand that uh, that you most resonate with. And so for me, it was it would be just like build your story, yeah, build your brand, right, and then give your fans an opportunity to have access to your world. Yeah. So you have Slick, you have Big Black Santa Company, uh, Bart. And so what other endeavors that do you have coming up that people can follow? I'm just really excited about business inside the game. Obviously, you can follow Bart Oatmeal uh, <laughs> and the music. Uh, Slick is our platform, you know, sports, lifestyle and culture. And it was thinking about how do we vertically integrate, you know, these producers, production, studio publishers. Uh, and so creating an ecosystem and a network of content creators and people that we can make documentaries, films, shorts, right? Have festivals, yeah. right? And celebrations of the content creators that are actually pioneering culture and not really getting the credit or the just do, right? So that's, that's what I'm excited about is just this, this festival's honoring and celebrating creators. So I'm excited about this year, really just like taking big, taking slick on the road, 
to different cities, different events, and continuing to do, you know, more collaborating things yeah. like this. And can you talk about the Black Santa Company a little bit? I think it's really interesting. Yes. Obviously, you'll tell it better than me. Uh, BlackSanta.com. Uh, I came up with this, with the idea, because there are no Black heroes. We didn't really have superheroes. And the superheroes that we do have are really, like, created by someone else, and then so they own it. Yeah. Um, and so with Black Santa, it was like, yo, what if we could own Christmas? And what if black people could actually like be able, like small businesses to license a brand, right? And now become a novelty shop. So I looked in Forbes, you know, like 10 years ago and like in the top 50 were like four novelty shops, meaning people who just sell ornaments, trinkets, yeah. things like that. And so I was like, yo, Black Santa would be genius because then you can go and partner with that mom and pop shop. And if the brand blows up, they become, they get on the Forbes yeah. list. You can go partner with that producer. You can go partner with the ornament maker, right? You can partner with schools. The thought around, you know, just having a Santa Claus was like, we need our kids and their kids and everybody else's yeah. kids to see us in a positive light. Yeah. Have you ever met a black person or black male? All right. Okay. That's on time. <laughs> That's jolly, <laughs> friendly, gift giving. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like basically service the people. And when you think about that, it's like, hell yeah, we do. Yeah. Our nature, our spirit, our creativity, our joy, our fun, you know, our stories, yes. right, can exist in a place where we can have our own identity, our own IP, our own publishing, our own animation, right. you know, our own music to represent us. And so for me, that is that is basically why I'm building Black Santa, why I offer Black Santa in collaborations, yeah. you know, with uh, small businesses and investors. But uh, the goal is like at some point for Black Santa, the company of You Wish, the publishing, all of the other creators that are publishers, animators, IP holders, they will see that, hey, if Baron can do this and I can build this, then yeah. everyone else is gonna have distribution studio, yes. right? An opportunity to do what Disney did with Mickey Mouse. Right, and I, I love that. And this sense of collaboration, and we don't need it to be just ours. We can teach our brothers and sisters that together we are stronger, we dominate culture yep. in every respect. So let's make our money first and help each other do it as well. Bingo, yeah. that's it. So. That's <laughs> What advice would you give to up-and-coming athletes, these uh, college athletes who are owning their name, their likeness, and just to protect that money and that ownership? Yeah, I would say uh, invest in yourself. Every year, if you leave college early, in college, and you make some money, like take 10 or 20% and invest in something that you want to do. Because once your career is over, you're not, you don't want to leave your you don't want to leave your space and your your world and your community. You want to be able to leave and still be an asset and be able to provide and have that you know have that same feeling that you did when you were a player. Right. But in a different capacity. Well, there's all the jams, Charles. Man, How you feeling? Was, and this was just Web 2 jams. He didn't even go to Web 3 jams. <laughs> oh, man. Come on. I don't think they ready for that. We're going to have to do a part two. <laughs> 
But thank you, Baron, so much for being on Pop Law. I'm sure that any rising star, whether they are in sports, business, tech, or even a lawyer, got something today. Most importantly, read your contracts. Y'all heard it from Baron. Read your contracts. Read your contracts. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in to Pop Law Podcast. You can follow Pop Law on all social media platforms. I'm your host, Desiree, and please remember, I'm still not your attorney. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.